Welcome everybody to the HDR Student Learning Podcast, where we talk about things that are important to your academic journey. I'm your host, Dimi Lattice. Today our topic is detailed reading for academic writing. This episode is specifically for non-English speaking background HDR students. We will be discussing how in-depth or close reading can, over time, improve one's academic writing and some strategies of improving or strengthening your skills in this area. Our guest today is Dr. Esther Zenes. Esther is a linguistic lecturer from the University of Sydney's Learning Centre. She was a key figure in creating the Detailed Reading for Academic Writing course. Welcome to the show, Esther. Thank you for the invite, Dimi. It's a pleasure to be here. Esther, as academics and students, we are used to reading every day. What is the difference between detailed reading and other types of reading? Um, You're absolutely right. Most of us read something every day. Our approaches to reading will depend on the kind of text we read. We may quickly scan an email or read the novel slowly and in depth. Reading for pleasure is very different from reading for academic purposes. Academic texts, as you know, tend to be dense, complex and difficult to follow. So experienced and efficient readers use several different reading strategies to tackle complex academic texts. They might scheme the structure of a journal article or a book chapter, uh, scan for specific information, read certain parts of a text in detail for deeper understanding. University students are often expected to manage quite a large volume of literature. That's a lot of reading. In order to reconstruct the specialized language of their disciplines in their own writing usually, in assignments or research papers or thesis. Um, So our workshop, Detailed Reading for Academic Writing, focuses on strategies that help students unpack the specialized language of their field. And we provide them with strategies to carry out demanding academic reading and writing tasks. Why did you and your colleagues decide to design a workshop dedicated specifically to non-English speaking background HDR students? That's actually a really important question. So As you know, learning the specialized language of a discipline is a complex process because it involves efficient reading. Uh, You need to identify and synthesize relevant information from external sources and incorporate all this information via paraphrasing and summarizing successfully into our academic writing. But we found, however, that some of our postgraduate non-English speaking background students struggle with plagiarism because they do not have sufficient knowledge or experience of written academic texts in their field to paraphrase or summarize successfully. So this course aims to help students develop strategies for in-depth reading of complex academic texts and also for noting keywords as the basis for improving their writing. In this method, these notes are used in close rewriting of a text to learn the writing style of academic subjects. So that involves a lot of new knowledge about language And the overall aim in this course is for students to become independent learners, so to become independent in reading, note-making, and rewriting practice. The approach taken in this workshop is based on what's called the reading-to-learn methodology, which was invented in Australia by Dr. David Rose, one of our leading systemic functional linguists. This methodology has been implemented widely in Sweden and in Europe, and also in Australia, It is a methodology of embedding literacy in classroom practice at all levels of education and across the curriculum. Our detailed reading for academic writing workshop was designed based on the principles of reading to learn. We asked Dr. Jing Hao and Dr. Harni Kartika 
to design and trial the first version. Both of them completed actually their PhDs at the linguistics department here at Sydney University. Then we ran the workshop a few times with my colleague, Dr. Dorothy Economo, who also works at the Learning Centre. And based on student feedback, we created the final version. So the workshop now focuses on helping students develop their academic writing by familiarising them with the structure, the flow and the style of an academic field. So the focus of the workshop is on highly detailed close reading of an academic text and then recreating its structure, its flow and style. I also wanted to point out that the focus is not on reading strategies for research in this workshop. We have other learning centre reading workshops for this. For example, reading to learn about the topic or finding evidence on the topic to use in writing assignments. The focus is also not on paraphrasing and summarising skills, as in our quoting, paraphrasing and summarising workshops. So rewriting, um, as practised in this workshop, aims to familiarise students with the language of their academic discipline. We found that many students are not able to make the jump from reading and taking notes immediately to paraphrasing and summarising, and this intermediate step of rewriting was often missing from academic literacy instruction. So we decided to dedicate a whole workshop to the issue, and students so far have found it very helpful. Could you briefly introduce the steps in the Reading to Learn academic writing process? Okay, so the Reading to Learn academic writing process has four steps. We start by preparing for reading. So in this preparation stage, we work with a well-written sample academic text. In this workshop, the selected text is about plagiarism because it's a topic that students need to know about so they can easily relate to it. We check which peer-reviewed journal the text is from, who the writer is, and how the journal article is organized. For example, how many headings and subheadings there are. We point out the importance of skimming. Um, many students tell us that they read an article from cover to cover and every single word. This is obviously a very inefficient and time-consuming way to read academic texts. And PhD students who have to read a lot don't have that kind of time. So we tell them to first read the abstract, the introduction, to check the headings and then read the conclusion. If we skim read the whole paper first, we'll already have an idea about the topic and how the paper is organized. Then we work with one particular paragraph selected from the text, which the teacher reads aloud. This helps students to focus first on general understanding to see what the general topic is, how it is developed through the paragraph, what kind of information is in each sentence, and this sets the stage for the following steps, which is detailed reading of a paragraph. This stage guides students to identify key content words, relations between them, and words that help organize the paragraph. The students also identify and highlight the keywords and relations while the teacher affirms and elaborates or unpacks the highlighted words and puts them in context. Then we get to the third stage that's called note making. This stage goes quite quickly as all students need to do is transfer the highlighted keywords to a new document. In the workshop, we do this on the board. It is important to copy keywords exactly and we show students what annotations they could use to indicate new ideas and relations and we encourage them to develop their own shorthand to indicate some meanings. The final stage is called rewriting. In this stage, we ask students to cover or close the original text and use all their notes to rewrite it without changing the copied words. That's really important. But they can add their own words or supply missing words. 
it's important to point out that this stage is not the same as paraphrasing and summarizing. As I mentioned earlier, it is an intermediate step before these more complex skills. So at the very end of the workshop, students also get a chance to use their own text to do independent reading and writing practice and fo by following the strategies modeled and explained in the first session. How is that third stage, note-taking, different from other forms of note-taking? I was quite surprised to find that most students don't take notes at all. And this might be because iPads and laptops have become very common and most of our students don't read paper-based materials anymore. And I have often noticed that students highlight entire paragraphs, but they are not recording notes anywhere. I often remind them that highlighting whole sentences or paragraphs is still passive reading if they don't record the key information. After reading 15 papers for an assignment, for example, they won't necessarily remember much without notes. So they end up reading everything twice. Only the second time they start recording notes, often in a Word document, by copy-pasting relevant information from the original paper. The danger, though, in this approach is accidental plagiarism. So in our workshop, we teach students a strategy for efficient note-taking, that highlighting too much information is actually distracting, and we train them to highlight keywords only. This is a minimalist approach to note-taking, focusing only on essential information. So what kind of words should we highlight? Often the most important thing to focus on is technical terms. So the meaning of these words is often not obvious to the layperson and that's why they need to be defined. We also need to pay attention to quoted words. So these are words inside single or double quotation marks. Then we should also highlight abstract and information words. Abstract words are words which can be unpacked. For example, if you see appropriate acknowledgement in a text, it can be unpacked as being acknowledged appropriately. Information words, on the other hand, are other types of content words which carry important information but don't need to be unpacked, like research or literature and so on. And finally, it's uh, important to highlight references. So these are words which tell us explicitly the source or the author of ideas or words. I also wanted to point out that in this stage, we don't highlight any verbs unless they signal a logical relation, for example, cause and effect. Examples would be leads to or causes. Then we transfer uh, these words to our notes because they help us see the relationship between particular words. Esther, I was wondering if you could tell us more about the fourth stage, joint rewriting. This stage seems the most daunting. The majority of surveyed HDR students said they are worried about losing their own voice when citing or summarising an academic source. <laughs> yeah, it can definitely seem challenging to have to reconstruct the original text by just relying on the notes. Um, but it's necessary to be able to master this step before we can start practising paraphrasing and summarising, which are both more complex skills than rewriting. So the aim of this stage really is to learn to reconstruct the language of the discipline and to learn disciplinary knowledge and become familiar with the style, the typical grammatical structures and the vocabulary choices in the field. So we make sure that we emphasize several times during the workshop that rewriting is the intermediate, learning to write, practice only step between note-taking and the more complex skills of paraphrasing and summarizing because these require sound knowledge and experience of academic writing. Those are more advanced skills, and we have a different workshop to deal with those skills uh, in 
quoting, paraphrasing and summarizing, for example, where we also point out the difference between the author's voice in the original text and the student's own voice. Do you have any practical tips on how students can develop these skills? Sure. So the idea is to train students to practice independently, provide them with 10 steps for this independent practice. So if you want to practice at home on your own, first scan through a journal and its parts, then select a paper and an excerpt from that paper. It's good to start with one or two paragraphs. After choosing which paragraphs to work on, copy the original text into a new document and highlight the keywords. Um, make notes of the keywords on the copy, then cover the original text and refer only to your notes. Now you can rewrite the original paragraph based on only the keywords noted, and during this process you will need to keep some keywords, or you might need to change some keywords and also supply missing words. Then you can compare the text that you've written with the original paragraph. Now you can try again, so cover the original text and rewrite it a second time. Compare your second text with the original and then continue with further rewriting if necessary. We also provide some strategies for taking more efficient notes by developing your own version of your shorthand and by using annotations. So for example, you could try using a dash or a hyphen to separate ideas and words. You could use bullet points or a new line to separate sentences. And you could use symbols to indicate some relationships. For example, you could use arrows for cause and effect relationships or the ampersand sign for and. And are these strategies universal? Do they work for both humanities and science fields? Yes, absolutely. So the main objective of this workshop is to offer students strategies that they can use independently to improve their understanding of disciplinary knowledge and to become more familiar with expert academic writing. So any student from any discipline can use these strategies to become more efficient readers and better writers. This has been so informative. Have you got any final words of wisdom, Mister? I'd say that practice makes perfect. Novice writers should start by practicing on short paragraphs initially, a maximum of three to five sentences, and then practice on a daily basis, for example, half for half an hour to an hour per day. More advanced writers should spend about one or two hours per week to reconstruct a bigger text that's at least two paragraphs. And I think it needs to be pointed out that there is no quick fix when it comes to improving academic writing. It may take an hour to do this practice for two short paragraphs in the beginning. You may need or want to do this daily, but later it will take less and less time and you can just do it weekly. We know PhD students who used to struggle a lot with writing their thesis, but they became more and more confident after doing this practice consistently for half a year or even a year. Today they are publishing journal articles in high-ranking academic journals. My advice is to be persistent, but don't be too hard on yourself. It takes a long time to improve, but keep at it because the result is rewarding. We hope that you enjoyed and found this episode useful. If you would like more information about topics that affect HDR students, please subscribe to this podcast, the HDR Student Learning Podcast. This is your host, Dimi Lattice. Happy studying, everyone.